Hello, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and I am pleased to be talking today with local chocolatier, Robin Doctorman. She is with St. Croix Chocolate Company. And Robin, you and I have emailed a lot, and I've read articles about you, but it's the first time I'm putting like your face and my face together. So hi, it's so nice to meet you. It is so nice to meet you too, and I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, absolutely. Robin is a chocolatier, like I said, with St. Croix Chocolate Company, Shoal Retail Location, also sells online as well. And Robin, you have a funny backstory about how you got here, because I feel like, weren't you involved like at the Star Tribune and weren't you in the media business before you became a chocolatier? Let's hear about it. it indeed, I was. So... I was, uh, I, I like to say, I used to be a journalist, now I'm a chocolatier. Um, I worked in the Star Tribune for 13 years on the uh, digital side. So uh, I got to work a lot with a lot of really, really wonderful people and I loved being creative, but I didn't like so much the, um, the direction corporate was taking um, something that was very dear to my heart. And I knew I knew I wanted to do something different. I thought I was going to be in food. So I began, uh, I left the Star Tribune. I started to explore. I thought, I am going to do artisan cheese. And I went to a cheese class and it was all chemistry. Yeah. Okay, that freaked me out. And I'm like, <laughs> it's going to be artisan bread. So I went to bread classes and I learned to make a beautiful sourdough loaf. But at some point, it kind of seeped into my brain that bakers get up at 3, 3 a.m. Yes. And I was in my 40s at the time. And the days of getting up at 3 a.m., kind of that window had closed. For sure. So, so um, I took a chocolate class and I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is perfect for me. It's it's very much like journalism in that you respect the science, you you respect the facts, and then you can be creative. And I love I love that combination. Okay, I feel like I need to just level set a minute here because you're sort of acting like, and then I took a chocolate class, and I was like, oh hey, yeah, I can make chocolate. I mean, we're not talking like any chocolates. You're not like making chocolate lollipops in a mold in your garage, you are making like beautiful European quality, delicious tasting, fine art chocolate. I mean, had you literally never done this before you took this class? I, I made truffles at Christmas, but there's a big difference. One of the things that going to class, a little light bulb went off over my head oh, this is a whole world. Yes. And this is, you know, I, uh, I went to one class, then I went to about 30 more. And they would bring in French chefs, really rock star chocolatiers. And I just threw myself into it. I'm, anybody who knows me knows I don't, do things halfway. I'm, I'm in all, I'm all in. Well, and that is apparent when you look at just the gorgeous chocolates that you have. Now, this podcast will air before the Easter timeframe so that people can load up for their Easter baskets. 
and even like as I've aged, I get chocolate for all my lady friends and the people in my family. Because while we don't do Easter baskets anymore, we all love delicious chocolate. And I mean, you just have like chocolate boxes, you have chocolate truffles, you have beautiful uh, chocolate forms of rabbits and chickens and eggs and so much stuff. And I can't believe like that you came to this late in life and you're as good at it as you are. Well, thank you. I, what did I read one of those really fine self-help books that says you basically have to spend five years doing something to master it. And, and that's true. And I'm yeah. now, I'm now in my 13th year. So one thing that is really important to me is that I stay fresh, I stay motivated. And what's really cool is that I'm in charge of that. So if I, if I'm bored someday, it's on me to go, you know, figure out how to make a, a tulip that looks like a tulip out of chocolate. That that can be my day. Yeah, that's so cool. So when you think about this, so you're a you're a someone who had this love, someone who wanted to have this food business, but it's also like started out, I would say, kind of like a hobby that then you made into this full scale business. And now you're looking at it as like a business person as someone who do you, how do you stay motivated? Do you network? Do you read self-help books? Like, do you listen to podcasts because you're so creative in the chocolate side, but then you also have to run the business side and keep the books and pay your rent and keep your shop open. I'm very, very fortunate. My partner has is a is a has a Virgo brain, so I get to do what I think all creative people dream of doing, which is basically say, "Here, you you run the numbers, and I'll make cool stuff." Uh, that's so great. It it is great, and I kind of laugh because once I've created something, I, I'm done with it. I mean, I I love the marketing, and I love being part of an artisan community um but i could just put it in the yard my my the creative part for me is i get to focus on on what fuels my passion which is i think that's what we all dream about in some way or another for sure now can you talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts about like what will people find in the shop and what do you think your specialty is? I think between me and you and listeners that my specialty is creating an experience. If you come in my shop, I want you to, first of all, I'm going to assume you're looking for chocolate. So I'm going to fill your chocolate needs. If it's a hand-rolled truffle, I will have it. But I will, I will endeavor to take you from there on a taste journey. Right now in the shop, we're very seasonal. So right now in the shop, yeah, we we make thousands of filled eggs and each one is hand decorated and using colored cocoa butter. So you probably haven't seen anything like this. I suspect that most chocolatiers, it, it would not hit their profit margin, but we have such a blast doing it and people love them. So we do a thousand hand decorated eggs. We do big hollow eggs that are hand decorated. I make bird's nests out of chocolate. So everything is edible and you can put together 
you know, a, a bird's nest with little bonbons that look like eggs. And, you know, they might look like eggs, but they're not run-of-the-mill cream eggs. They're coffee malt eggs, and they're made every step by hand. So, so delicious. Uh, Can you tell people where this store is, too? Sure. So we're in the little village of Marine on St. Croix. It's about 12 miles north of Stillwater, just shoot right up the river. And we... Um, we're on Parker Street. When you turn into town, you'll be facing the general store. If you make a hard right and go behind the bank, we're at the end of the parking lot. So parking is free. Parking is abundant. It's close. It's actually really nice to, to have those things. If people were coming to like load up their Easter baskets or to take a chocolate tour with you, I hope you would include your toffee as well. <laughs> That that toffee is very interesting. I it, and it sort of represents resilience, I guess. I wanted to a couple of years ago do more shelf stable things and and work my way more into wholesaling. And I developed a whole line of caramel sauces, and they were very well received. We got a, a national award for them. I mean, they were great. And then the pandemic made glass really really hard to get. So guess what? You're not in the uh, in the jarred caramel sauce business anymore. You got to figure something else out. And yep. we wanted, we knew there were snack people who, you know, they're not into the big, beautiful box bonbons. I'm, we all have days where we just need a snack that fuels us. And so uh, last summer we developed five recipes of of the toffee and they have been super, super popular. So we, we started out making them in the fall and they went nuts at Christmas. We're, we're still making them. So I, I thought the demand might drop a little bit, but I don't think so. No, we've turned people on to, to some interesting toffee with our little artisan twist. So you might get chili spiced pistachios and, bourbon pecans with real bourbon. So we have some fun with it. And clearly our, our customers are, are grooving on it too. Yeah. They're super delicious. I recommended them for hostess gifts at the holiday season. Cause I just was crazy about them. When you think about like getting ideas, how do you get ideas or do you like set a creative brainstorming time aside? Yes and no. So what happens is I end up working the shop alone at night. And that's when all half-baked ideas come to light because there's no filter. There's nobody to say, what are you thinking? So I, I, you know, I'm working away. I'm in roving chocolates, whatever. And my brain just goes off into the atmosphere and says, you know, chickens aren't the only things that lay eggs. Dinosaurs lay eggs. You should have a dinosaur day right before Easter. And there was nobody there to say, no, what are you thinking? So, right. we, you know, we, we, we went all dinosaurs for, for an Easter and it was a blast. People do catch on and try to stop me if I go too far down <laughs> the line, but. Has there ever been an idea that was terrible? Oh, yes. Oh, God. I, I don't know if I can say this, but the Mall of America had a shop local area and I thought it was a slam dunk. I thought we should have a booth there. It's great. It's the perfect timing. So I borrowed money and spent a lot of money to build the most beautiful booth on earth. And it happened to be 
two things. One, right behind Santa. So you know who goes to see Santa? Kids. Parents with screaming children who are just trying to see Santa and get the heck out. Right. Nobody who's interested in shopping. Nobody. And everybody else seems to know this. Oh, that's where all the screaming kids are. So I'm not going over there. <laughs> oh, it was, it, was, it was a terrible idea. I mean, uh, it, it's good we did it and survived it. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, you know, in, in looking for creative ideas, I go to the same places everybody else goes. I go to Instagram and it, it, I think it's a matter of finding the right people to follow people who are um, really doing interesting things and, and pushing the boundaries. And some of them, you know, I look at them and I think, well, that's a really interesting technique. It's really ugly. I don't know why a chocolate would, I would should look like a rock. I mean, it's a beautiful rock, but I don't want to eat rocks. Right. So there's always, you know, that evaluation of, is there some piece of this I can take and make my own uh, versus uh, that's just a technique to show off on Instagram. Do you get sales directly from social media? Uh, pretty much. So people DM you or you tag products and they go right through the shopping cart there? Um. We can tag products, but to tell you the truth, I'd rather send people to the website. Yep. Um, because the scope of what we do is hard to show in in one Instagram story or yep. um, one post. So do you do the it, social yourself, and do you find that a creative joy, or is it hell? Um, I love doing Facebook myself. It's like. I am talking to myself and people seem to appreciate my sense of humor and the fact that um, I'm, I'm willing to be a person and they connect with me, the person. Instagram has been harder for me because it's, it should be easy because we make a lot of beautiful, colorful stuff um, and we have lots of photos of it. So that, that should have been, Fantastic. But I find it a little bit harder to connect personally. I, I feel like I'm a step back. So I didn't start out doing the Instagram, but I do about 90% of it now. And our web designer does the rest when she gets tired of my posts. That's funny. Are there other businesses that are in your town or local makers that you've been impressed by that you want us to know about? That's a very good question. Um, uh, how, question for you. Can, can, can you help me get my arms around how you see a maker? Yeah, I guess I, I keep it super broad. I just basically say anybody that makes things in the state of Minnesota as it re pertains to this program, and you know whether it's a soap molecule, a piece of chocolate, or a service business, um, oh, you know, cool. you're, you're making, I, I, I just met with a lady the other day that has a franchise for gardening for people that are landscapers and she helps them do all the marketing. And so I believe that that's a creative endeavor too, that she's yeah. putting that process together. Very cool. So 
if you've never been to Marine on St. Croix, it's, it's an adorable little village. It's, you know, the state's oldest still operating town hall and the general store is, uh, utterly charming it's got wood floors there's old pictures of you know the general store in the 1890s it's it, it's you it's it's just like a big hug it's it's like the best of your family uh coming and, and hugging you and they have uh they do cool things they have a bakery they'll custom make you sandwiches in the deli you know what whatever you want and they have a lot of um, they straddle, I don't know how they do it, but they straddle the health food market and the convenience store market like nobody I've ever seen. So, you know, if I'm at home, I, I live four miles from St. Croix Chocolate Company and I'm making bread and I'm like, you know, I need some uh, specialty flour. The general store has it. They have stuff, I, I don't even know how they... I love have it. So many things, but there it's a blast. Um, there's a a coffee shop. There's a little restaurant that's open on weekends. That's um, wonderful. There's tons of ceramicists. Yes, did I say that right? You did. Ceramicists uh, and artists. This whole Saint Croix Valley is just dotted with. Uh, people who create, people who are makers. I think you've identified my next staycation idea and place that I'm going to spend the day because I can get my chocolate fix. I can get my Easter candies all bought and then I can get a, a sandwich and go to the general store. General stores are so fun too because they just have tons of unique things. And it's like, it's why I like shopping at like Fred Aloni's Hardware because you always find something that you right. didn't think you needed, but there it is. And you're like, oh yeah, I do need that. Or you say, I haven't seen one of those in, you know, four years or yeah. 14 years. How cool. I didn't even know they still made these. Oh, I love it. So are you guys open every day? We are open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, 11 to six and Sundays noon to five. All right. Awesome. Well, I'm going to see you this spring because I'm coming down. So it's great to finally chat with you. We tried to talk at the holidays and you suggested Easter time. And I think it's a very fitting time. I appreciate you sharing your story with me. You're a very um, unassuming person, but I want people that are hearing this to know they just need to go to your website or they need to go to your Instagram or come and visit you in the store because your chocolates, I, I can't say enough how fantastically beautiful, tasty, artisan. I mean, you are no slouch, Robin. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. Absolutely. Will you say your website too, in case people want to shop? Sure. It's start, start again. Good. St. <laughs> Croix Chocolate Co.com. All right. I love it. I love it too that you said the Sturch Bue and that makes me laugh. I say my personal cell phone number on the air all the time at my talk. I've done it like five times. Oh my goodness. Good. Thank you. You made me feel better. Yeah. Someone actually texted me once and said, I'm sure you didn't mean to give your personal cell phone number out, but I heard it and I was just like, yep. Great. See that personal connection. It's yes. Ever yes. Thank all right, Robin. Me. 
Thanks so much for spending time with me today. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you.